Hello everyone, Phil Ebenier here, back with Online Course Masters, season number two, and I hope that it is going to be worth your wait. I know that I've been missing out on creating this show for you, and I know so many people listening, if you're listening on on the podcast, if you're watching the episode on YouTube or wherever you're watching it, I, I know a lot of you were waiting and were really enjoying the first season, so I'm excited to bring the, this one back for for some more content and you'll notice that i have a co-host if you're watching the video sitting beside me for this season jeremy deegan is here and we're going to talk more about uh why we're doing this together and hear a little bit more about jeremy's story but uh jeremy what's up thanks for what's thanks up, for man? doing this with me <laughs> yeah thanks phil thanks for having me i'm glad to be here uh this is going to be an awesome season and i'm really excited to do this and i really appreciate you inviting me on the show yeah cool well I, I know it's going to be exciting for the listeners to have a second voice for the podcast. And uh, this episode and is going to be just an introduction to season two. We're going to talk a little bit more about Jeremy's background so you get to know him a little bit more. And then we're going to really talk about why you as a listener should be creating online classes this year in 2018 and beyond and why I think it's a good year to, to get started um, but first, I want to just talk a little bit more about why we are doing this, se- this season this way. Um, the first season was really awesome. I talked to over 50 guests who are amazing people, and I learned a lot and was inspired a lot. And it was a really great season. But to be completely open and honest, I was getting a little bit tired of doing the interview-based podcast and having to do the whole hosting thing week after week after week. And I also wasn't sure it was providing as much value as possible. Uh, Not to say anything bad about any of the guests. Every guest was amazing, and I think the listeners learned something new in each episode. But I really wanted to make this season about tackling sort of more specific topics and that's what we're going to do. We're going to each episode, it's going to be a little bit shorter, I think maybe between 10 and 15 minutes. I don't know. We'll see how long we can talk about these things. Um, but we're just going to tackle very sort of specific topics about creating, producing, uploading, hosting, launching, promoting online courses so that if there is a topic you're really interested in, you can find that specific episode. And hopefully it's going to be great for complete beginners because we're kind of starting from the beginning of why you should start teaching online courses going through to the course validation, ideation, production, and then we're going to talk about promotion in the later episodes. Um, But I don't know, Jeremy, we were kind of just messaging. How did we even come together for this season. (laughs) I know you were interested in teaching or doing a podcast of your own, right? Yeah, definitely. I've, I've loved podcasts for years. It's what actually got me into the online business world was listening to podcasts. And I've been wanting to make one for a long time. I think they're great. I think it's a great way to get additional education. Uh, I listen to them when I'm driving, when I'm running, when I'm mowing the lawn. So, uh, something you can't really do. Of course you can't do a blog post, uh, mowing the lawn and reading a blog post might be kind (laughs) of difficult. Um, but yeah, they're just, they're really great. And we were talking and, uh, I mentioned to you that, uh, I was asking, you know, why you were doing different seasons and you had told me that you were taking a break so you could do this restructuring of how you wanted it to go. And you were looking for a potential guest and I put my name in the hat and, uh, it just kind of worked out and I'm excited to be here because 
we have a lot of really great topics. We have both gone through. I haven't counted them out, but I feel yeah. like we have really hit a lot of good topics that people will be interested in. And like you said, it gives them a chance to really find the one thing that they're looking for. Um, you know, we've talked about having guests on the show and guests are great. You get to hear their story. It's very motivating. You get to hear a lot of good tips, but sometimes you just need one piece of information. You just need to know that one thing mm -hmm. and to have it set up like this, I think will be really beneficial to the audience. Yeah, totally. I agree. And I think we might still definitely have guests come on for this season. And just to be completely open with the listeners too, I'm not exactly sure how long this season is going to go. Maybe this is just going to be ongoing. I'm not exactly sure if we're going to release them once a week or if we're going to release multiple. So we're going to, we're going to, you'll, you'll see episodes starting to launch once the season actually goes live. Um, but also Jeremy and I, while we know a lot of stuff, um, we don't know everything. And so there may be topics where we want to come in with a guest. And so hopefully you're interested in listening to us chat. But if we're getting a little boring, we're, we're probably going to have some guests come in on the show too. Uh, but I do think this sort of collaboration is going to be interesting for listeners because um, I think that, Jeremy, you'll bring a good sort of uh, just you'll have a different perspective for mm -hmm. for a lot of these topics than... I have. And sometimes I do kind of like assume people know things or I don't speak as much about the beginner topics. And I think that's where you can come kind of come in and ask the right questions or talk about your experience. Even though you've been doing this for a few years now, uh, you kind of have that different perspective. Um, so yeah, I think that's going to be good for the listeners too. Yeah, that's right. We're we're both on the same road. We're on the same journey. We're following kind of the same path. Um, but you are further along that road than I am right now. And I feel like that I am, you know, I have enough experience where I can definitely speak on some of these things without sounding like I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, but I still have a lot of those kind of new questions. Uh, you know, I don't have an email list yet. I haven't really set up my own uh, website and brand. I, I've done a little bit of it, but I still have a lot of those beginner questions. And I feel like that's what we get asked mostly is, uh, you know, how to do some of those those first stages. And like you said, you've, you've been doing it for so long that, you know, as you get along in some of these things, you forget what it's like, um, you know, setting these things up. So it'll be a good chance for me to ask you those types of things, you know, what do you think about this or how would you go about handling some of these topics mm -hmm. that we're going to discuss here? Yeah. Cool. So I know we met, gosh, we met online, I don't know what year it was, and it might have been on, 15, 16, probably like 15 or six, probably like 15. Yeah. I don't know if it was because of Dennis J. Smith having a uh, hang, Google Hangout or, or yeah, what, but we ended, we ended up being like in a mastermind group together for a little while too. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of how we met and got to know each other. But for the listeners who don't know anything about you, can you just share a little bit more about your story before teaching online courses and then how you got started and then kind of where you are right now? Yeah, definitely. So uh, I was working in audio video, uh, audio visual uh, type of career. So I was doing lighting and audio and video for things like uh, bands and theater work and corporate type events. And uh, really enjoying it. I was getting kind of burnt out. I've been doing it for a very long time. And it was uh, very seasonal. So sometimes I'd have paychecks. Sometimes I wouldn't. And like I said, I started listening to a podcast. 
and I learned about online business. And when I first heard about it, I was almost kind of skeptical, like, you know, can people really make money online? And you hear some of these things and you think they might be kind of scammy. So I, I brushed it off at first and then I came back to it and I really got interested in it. I really started uh, diving deep into the education of online business and listening to podcasts, looking at blogs and different things of that nature. I got really, really interested in that. And then I heard a podcast about um, creating a mastermind and I didn't know what that was. So I couldn't find a mastermind. So I created my own. I was like, well, I'll just reach out to some of these groups that I've joined from these podcasts and see if other people like me want to get together. And we did. And it was very beneficial. I ran that mastermind for about two and a half years. Um, unfortunately, I did have to shut it down, but um, it was a great opportunity in that mastermind. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know, you know, what I should teach, um, what online business I should have or any of those types of things. And one of the people in that group mentioned, uh, you to me and they said, well, uh, if you like to teach at all, Udemy is a great platform. It's growing, it's getting bigger. And so I looked into it. I created a quick course, um, it was on Canva, which is a graphic design software that was pretty new and I had been using it and really, really liked it. So I was like, well, I'll just try this out. And, uh, so I put a course out on Udemy and then made my first sale and it was, uh, exhilarating, you know, it was a lot of fun, like seeing those, those sales come in and it just, it grabbed me from there. And I've been on Udemy ever since and branching outwards to other platforms and, and educational content. But uh, I've always been a teacher. I love teaching things. I also have like a million hobbies and things that I love. And uh, so this this is really cool for me because it gives me a chance to help other people uh, teach some of the things that I like to do and really get to meet wonderful people across the globe. Um, I have friends now in Australia and in Europe and uh, in South and Central America. And it's just it's so cool. I mean, just the reach, the community, being able to teach and make money at the same time has just, it's been really awesome. Yeah, I still remember that those first sales of my own online course and that, like you, this was the first time I had ever done anything online and really kind of the first, I started my own wedding videography business, so I was used to selling a ser that kind of service, but this was more of a product, even though it was a digital product. And it was amazing. And like you, I thought there, this whole online business thing seems fake. And everything <laughs> about it seemed either fake or just kind of scammy. Yeah. And through since 2012, when I started, I've seen a lot of like the scamminess of online business, but I've also seen the really good part of it. And I think yeah. Udemy plays a big part in that. And not this podcast isn't just about Udemy, but a lot of the other platform, online teaching platforms there's so much good that comes from it and getting the messages from students around the world. That's, that's what's like the most amazing thing. And then meeting other instructors. I, mm -hmm. at this point, um, we, everyone knows around me that my wife and I are expecting twins uh, coming up in August of 2018. So whenever you're listening to this, this is at this point, like a few months out, out. And so we're getting ready for that. But the first people that I wanted to tell were like my online course instructor friends in my mastermind. And it was just like these people have become actually like some of my best friends, even though we only meet meet up maybe once a year at like a conference. These are the people that I talk to the most. They're the people that get me and understand me. And we talk about the, the same things and are passionate about the same things. 
different than, you know, our, I love my old friends from high school and college, but, um, they're not as interested in the same topics as me anymore. So, so yeah, anyways, we can keep talking about why teaching online is awesome, but I think that's kind of a good segue into the topic for this, this episode, the first of season two. And the specific topic is why in 2018, is it still a good idea to start teaching online courses? Um, and why, beyond it's going to be a good idea so i'm just gonna throw that one to you actually first jeremy and i don't know because maybe you have a good perspective um because all just i'm just gonna put you on the spot that the past (laughs) year or so i i would say you've struggled with creating online courses so why do you think or why do you want to get back to it in 2018 yeah and um you know, I created the first year of courses, uh, first year and a half, uh, everything was going great, you know, and I was really producing a lot. I was making a good income, uh, not as high as I would like for it to be, but it was, it was growing, which is a great sign. If I just keep at it, mm-hmm. it would continue to grow. Uh, went through a couple of personal things that I was, I had to take a break from it for a little bit. Um, but this year I said, I'm going to, you know, hit it hard again and get right back into it just because it is, it's still very new. Um, and, and terms of, you know, online courses, it's not, it hasn't been around for a long time. Um, Mm -hmm. so online courses is getting bigger. The the online realm, we're used to it now, but it's still very new in my mind. You know, I still think that there's a lot of opportunity, a lot of chances. Um, so, Education is never going to go away. And now you have the ability to teach people on, like I said, a global scale, and people can do this at a very reasonable price. Things that you would have to, you know, go to a university and spend thousands of dollars to learn, you can now do for, you know, a pretty decent amount of money and really get some really good knowledge. Um, video is getting bigger and bigger and it's not going away anytime soon. I would say in the past, you know, blogs were very, um, awesome. They were big and important and I don't think blogs are going away. I think there's still a lot of opportunity there too, but I feel like online courses and video is still really in its infancy. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I see a lot of opportunity and I think there's a lot of growth potential for online courses. Even today, like you said, talking to your high school friends, most of the people that I know, they don't even know this world exists. So, you know, we, we have, you know, hundreds of thousands of students. I think I have a hundred thousand plus, you have 500,000 plus, uh, on the Udemy platform. And we're like, man, that's a lot of people, but that's nothing compared to the millions of people in the world who still doesn't know that this is out there. So yeah, in our mind, you know, we're reaching a lot of people and we, we are reaching a lot of people, but there's still a lot more people that can be reached and, uh, can get that education. Um, and I think, you know, in the past year or two, video has really blown up, especially mm-hmm. things like, you know, live video and, uh, things of that nature. And I, I feel like it's just going to grow from here. So I feel like we're still on the very bottom of the cusp. And I think there's a lot of potential for people to still get in this. And it's definitely not too late for that. I think, yeah, I agree with all of that. I think we, sometimes we live sort of in a silo of this yeah. online business world where we see so much of the other online teachers doing this. I get ads from other online teachers. I get all the ads from all the different platforms popping up. And I think sometimes I think, wow, like is 
are everyone is everyone in the world right now getting ads for online courses but the Mm. truth is no like such a small percentage of the world sees what we're seeing it's just because we're in this world and so i think um well a couple things you said also were interesting just about like the internet in general being sort of new and i was thinking about this uh recently with i mean this is kind of a cool time to like do this season after i found out we're expecting our first kids so it Mm -hmm. makes me think about a lot of things like man like in 20 years or 30 years hopefully when our kids are like having kids of their own if they do like we're gonna tell them how we announced the pregnancy over social media and like (laughs) who knows if social media is going to be around or what that's going to be like when Mm -hmm. my parents had me like there, there wasn't even internet so it's like right. <laughs> it's like crazy to think like where things are going to go in the next 10 20 30 years uh but i think what you said being education education's always always going to be around and i think the internet is going to continue to be around and it's going to change but who knows i think udemy is still at the start of of their growth i think it's just amazing to see their sort of growth over the past few years. But every year I look at my own revenue and I see the growth year after year. And Mm -hmm. if I was seeing sort of a stagnation or a decrease, then I would say, start to think, well, this was a good run and maybe online education has kind of hit its peak because I think Udemy is a good sort of benchmark. Like they are the number one online learning platform right now in the world. And so looking at them is kind of a good sign to see, okay, where are they going? If they're continuing to grow, it must mean there's still space for instructors to get in and for just the online learning world to sort of expand. Um, So, right. So what, what do you say to someone, um, you know, you've got a lot of courses and there's a lot of courses on the Udemy platform. And again, like you said, we're not going to just talk about Udemy all the time because we do want to talk about self-hosting your own courses and why that's so important, which we'll get into later on. But we use Udemy as a good benchmark because they are the biggest platform. That's where we met each other. They have a great community. So, you know, a lot of Udemy people like to talk about it because of the community and all the people we met. But when you come to the website and you see that there are these massive courses, you know, hundreds of programming courses, hundreds of marketing, online business courses, design courses, photography courses, mm-hmm. uh, someone who's new that, that comes to there and they see all that and they see these 10, 20, 30 hour courses, it can be very overwhelming. So how, how do you tell them, you know, is it too late for them to get started? Have they missed the boat? You know, how do you get into that momentum and, and publish a course knowing that there's so many other courses out there that are definitely on the platform right now? Well, I have a few thoughts about that. And first, I will say that I think it it's harder to automatically have success on Udemy if you don't have an audience right now. That's that's a fact. If you started in 2011, 2012, when they were gen- relatively new and there were only a handful of photography courses or whatever course uh, topic you're teaching, yes, it was easier to put your course out there and start to get sales and to just because there wasn't as much noise. But I will also say that there's a lot of benefits or there's a lot of things now that are way easier than before. Uh, especially in terms of self-hosting, 
we didn't have a teachable or a thinkific back then when I was starting out. The only right. way that you could kind of build your own online course site was piecing together, hosting your videos using something like Vimeo or right. yep. Wistia. I don't even know if Wistia was around back then. And then doing some sort of membership site plugin on WordPress. And so now it's easier than ever for someone to just build their own complete online school. You can start for free with Teachable or Thinkific and just get going without any... It's just so easy now. So I think that's one mm-hmm. benefit. You also have seen kind of what works. So you can look at other bestsellers on the market and see how are they teaching their courses? What are they including? What's the quality of the course? Which is also, I guess, a pro and a con. Like the quality of courses are way higher now than they used to be. Uh, So you have to kind of get up to that level of video production and editing and audio quality. But at the same time, now we know how to do it and we know exactly what tools there are to that make it easiest for us. Again, like in 2012, when I started, there wasn't a lot of information about like what the best USB microphone is or like mm-hmm. right. what the best like Camtasia was around and it had been around for a while or like ScreenFlow for recording your screen and a webcam and audio at the same time. But now it's like, if you're looking for a tool to help you out to make a great course, just get Camtasia or just get ScreenFlow. It will make your life like so much easier than if you were trying to do this 10 years ago and trying to piece it together yourself. So those, right. I, I guess it's like, yes, it's harder to get a lot of um, initial sales if you don't have an audience now, but the ability to actually put together a course and to put together a good course is I would say easier than ever, ever now. Um, I guess the other other couple things is that I see people who are starting on Udemy now that are making way more money than I did in my first month. Or <laughs> there was a recent survey; someone posted it on the Facebook Studio or the Udemy Studio group on Facebook that was asking like, when, how long did it take you to start making a thousand dollars a month regularly on Udemy? And there were so many people that were writing like one to six months or three to six months or something like that. And it took me longer than that. I think it was maybe around a year when it was like starting to average around a thousand. And I was feeling like, wow, this is actually a thousand dollars every month. But just to see other people doing it faster than me and making more money than I did when I started, that's just another sign that it's still possible to get into it. And then my last thing I'll mention about this uh, before I... I, I want to ask you about this exact same thing too, is that what I've learned and I think what will actually help the listeners feel better about doing this is that it does, people buy courses, students buy courses mostly based off of the instructor. They, okay, how do I say this? <laughs> Two things, <laughs> a couple more things. So first... <laughs> Students buy a lot of courses on the same topic. So even if you're right. coming out with the 100th photography course out there, people will don't just buy the top-selling photography course. They buy that course plus several others because right. they're inexpensive, at least on Udemy anyways. And then once students start to buy one of your courses or they're comparing courses, I find that students 
ultimately per make purchases based off of the personality of an instructor. If they like that instructor and then that instructor comes out with another course, they're going to be more likely to buy that course than some other random course on the next topic. And so right, yeah. it's really about being yourself and not trying to copy other people. But if you are honest with your students and if you're really trying to help them, that's going to come across. And I think that's what ultimately sells your courses more than just, you know, the title or the price or the thumbnail. All of these, those things are important and we're going to have episodes on each individual aspect of creating a great course. But at the end of the day, I do think your personality comes across and is a good, uh, is a big deciding factor for for that purchase. So yeah, yeah, I don't I know, a lot of ideas there. <laughs> I, I definitely agree with that because I mean, like you've got a lot of courses now and I know the quality of courses and I like your teaching style. So if you create a course and it might be, even be something on something you've never done before, like say you did like a, a cooking course, which I think you've done anyways, but if you had a, a cooking course and I'd be like, Oh, you know, like I, I like Phil's teaching style. I like how he makes courses. Mm -hmm. This is probably going to be a good course. I'd probably go buy it and check it out just for those reasons. And then on the other hand, there are other people's courses that I've seen who I'm like, I don't think I'd watch another <laughs> one of their courses. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I definitely think that it, it does come down to the individual instructor and, and it all comes back to, to building your own audience also. Yeah. Um, like you said, people who like you are going to tend to stick with you and that really helps you just kind of grow as, as a person and grow your audience bigger and bigger. And when, when we talk about these different platforms, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're on Udemy or Skillshare or you're self-hosting. You have to grow that audience at one point or another. Either you're going to do it through the Udemy platform or you're going to do it through a separate platform where you might want to self-host your courses, but you still need to get those students. So you might grow an audience on YouTube and people are going to come to those platforms because of your style and what they like about you. So I definitely agree with that. Yeah, I think that's a good point about growing your audience. And I think that's where I see people having the most success initially right now is if you already have an audience. And now a lot of people aren't going to, so this might not apply to you. But to Jeremy's point, you need to start growing an audience. So mm -hmm. do a blog, start a YouTube channel, do <laughs> social media, do something where you can grow an audience. And that's what I'm seeing more and more of is people with existing audiences being like, oh, I can make revenue by teaching online classes rather than just all the other people who don't have an audience or don't have a website saying, let's start teaching online and then build an audience afterwards. I mean, there's still a lot of people doing that, but the people having the most success already have an audience. So yeah. Again, another topic we're going to talk about in this uh, season is growing your audience. But I, I don't know. Is there anything else? I don't. I also don't want to make it sound like all flowers and rosy and it's super easy <laughs> too because I know it's hard. But as someone who, I don't know, is if someone's starting out, is there anything else that, I don't know, we didn't cover or... I mean, yeah, I mean, it's 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 going to take time. I think time yeah. is the the biggest thing that people need to think about. Um, like you said, sometimes you'll go and you'll see the instructors who who make one course. It happens to be the right course at the right time and they blow it out of the water and they make a ton of money and then they post it in the group and everyone gets fired up about it. 
Um, but that's, you know, that's a very uh, random one to happen. Mm -hmm. Typically, it's going to take time to build that audience. You know, you're going to have to learn the procedures. You're going to have to learn uh, how to create the course, how to market the course. Uh, so just stick with it. I can definitely vouch for the fact that um, once you get going and you can keep pushing through and get past that initial traction, that you can really make some headway. Um, I haven't produced a course in over a year now, and I'm still seeing revenue come in from the stuff that I made in the past. And I mean, that's why I love uh, courses and info products and digital products, because I've put in that hard work at the beginning, but it's still paying dividends in the end. So, um, you know, it's, it's definitely not going to be easy. We'll talk about course creation on, on one of the uh, podcast episodes, and we'll talk about uh, the process of just, just going through and at least doing a course to, to get your feet wet and learn the process. Yeah. Cause there's, there's a lot of things that you're going to have to know. Uh, it isn't easy. You're going to have to learn how to create video, have good audio, how to screencast, create titles, subtitles, copywriting, marketing, advertising. There's a lot that goes into it, but you just got to start and you got to keep going. You know, the, the beginning is always the hardest part, uh, that I believe, you know, getting that initial traction, getting the vehicle moving or the plane off the ground. That's the hardest part. Once you're up in the air and you're coasting along, it gets easier and it's a lot of fun and it's very rewarding, but yeah, it's, you know, you, you got to get started and you got to stick with it. Don't just give up after you make your first course and it's not uh, a multimillionaire winner. <laughs> yeah. And I think just that idea of low expectations is important too. I mean, I've always tried to have low expectations still, um, but ha not expecting going into it that you're going to make a lot of money is is definitely important. That's interesting that you, you know, it's great that you're still making money from your courses. Can you tell me or share sort of like a percentage of like how, what like, a, I don't know, compared to like your best sort of like average months when you were really doing well and now like how much has it dropped because i've always wondered like okay if i just stop today like how long would actually my courses continue to make sales um and all honest and all honestly i i feel like it it has actually increased <laughs> i don't think it, i don't think it's dropped at all uh okay so not this that's the not best this, answer ever <laughs> not not that, okay so not this past black friday in january so black friday 2017 but the black friday before it, black friday 2016 was my my biggest earning month that's when i was really in the trenches i was mm. producing a lot marketing a lot i was in the groups i was very active uh that was definitely my best month and then the uh, 2017 came along, and then I had January, which was has is now my second highest month. Mm. And wow. then, so typically you see, you know, Black Friday spike, December drop, January spike, and then it kind of levels out a little bit till we get around like May or or so, and then picks back up in the fall. So I was expecting that drop. You know, mm -hmm. I was like, okay, January 2017 was great. I had a great Black Friday. I haven't made anything recently. Here comes, you know, here comes the depression. Like, oh no, like <laughs> I'm not going to make any money. Yeah. And it didn't. It stayed. And not only did it stay, but it actually increased throughout the year. 
So Black Friday of 2017 was not as high as Black Friday of 2016 because I hadn't made any new courses. And, and you gotta you gotta keep producing. You know, it's it's a big thing to make sure that you're you're making new content. You're keeping your old content new and fresh and not going stale, which is what's happening now with some of my stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it actually stayed. Now I would say that. This Black Friday wasn't as high. This December wasn't as high. This January wasn't as high as 2017. And February was a little lower, mm-hmm. but it really has has at least plateaued. It hasn't dropped a whole lot. So, I mean, it's it's been pretty, pretty awesome. And uh, my wife will tell you that uh, she's ready to start making courses because she's seen the potential. <laughs> I mean, that is just awesome. And I, I think that I would go out and say that I don't know if that'd be true for everyone's courses to plateau at some point, but for, I mean, I know we worked on a course together and I know your course quality was good. So it's really good to hear that, that they're still making sales. Uh, cause not that I'm planning on just leaving, but <laughs> there's also two babies in my wife's yeah. belly right now. And they're going to come in like five months and, at least for that time, I'm going to be gone for a few months. Um, but even in the long run, like I'm, I love teaching online courses. Heck, I have a podcast about it. But right. I don't know if I'm going to be doing this forever. And maybe there's a point where I'm just going to be like, I need to take a year off and see like if sales are going to still come in. So, man, well, part of that. Part of that too is, you know, we're, we're just specifically talking about Udemy here. That's where all my courses are. I have courses on Skillshare. I I don't have an email list. I don't have a website and I don't have any self-hosting platform at this moment. Something I'm planning on working on. So we're specifically talking to Udemy platform right now and they're growing their numbers, which Mm -hmm. has a lot to do with that. Um, when I started, what's the current student count right now? Is it five or six million? Oh, oh no. no, yeah, like twenty million. They passed twenty, 20 million. million. Okay, yeah. So when I started, it it was you know a lot lower than that. Um, so I don't know why I was thinking five or six, but yeah. maybe. But it was a lot lower than that number, and and they they're growing that number. So new people are coming in, like we talked about earlier. We're getting uh, fresh eyes on our courses, and like you said, you got to have good quality content mm-hmm. that will stand the test of time, mm-hmm. and also making evergreen contents. You know, you want to have some of those courses where it doesn't matter stuff that was still relevant, you know, a hundred years ago, still relevant today. Yeah. Those courses are going to continue to produce well. Mm-hmm. Um, you might have a harder time with software that changes every year. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you just create, keep creating and updating that content and you can keep that ball rolling. Yeah, totally. All right. So I think one more question for this episode, which man, we, I didn't know we were going to be able to talk this long, um, <laughs> which is great to know for the listeners. Hopefully this is interesting that we're going to be able to chat about stuff. But anyways, one thing we wanted to talk about was if you are starting in 2018, should you still go the Udemy route or do the self-hosting route with like a Teachable or some other thing? I don't know. Do you have an opinion or you want me to go? Uh, I'll, I'll give my opinion. Then I want to hear what you would say about this. Yeah. I feel because I've, I've told people this before. I've had this discussion with people and I started with Udemy and grew my Udemy audience. So I would say that 
if you wanted to just try this out, you say you're like me where you didn't know anything about online business and you just wanted to kind of g- give it a chance to see what happened and you don't have an audience already mm-hmm. and you want to see if you could maybe make a little extra cash on the side. Um, Udemy already has the marketplace. They are a marketplace Mm -hmm. like Amazon is or, you know, eBay or any other place. They already have people coming there willing to pay money to buy products and you are supplying them with a product and hopefully it's a good product that they will want to buy. Mm -hmm. So they already have the people coming there. If you don't have an audience and you want to try it out, try Udemy and go through the process. Don't do a 30 hour course because you'll probably get burnt out. And if it doesn't make any money, you'll get demotivated. Go in and make a one or two hour course, go through the process, see if you like it because a lot of people don't like making courses. They try it one time and they're like, you know, this isn't for me. I'd rather be a writer and do a Kindle book or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you don't have an audience, you know, give it, give it a shot. Now, if you already have an established audience, there are benefits to sending them to you to me. Um, however, there are also some great benefits of having self-hosting, which means basically you are supplying the material. There is no marketplace. You have to bring the people to your marketplace. Mm-hmm. And that means uh, marketing and advertising and getting people in the door. Um, however, once you get them in the door, you have a little more control. You keep a little more of the revenue. You can change the prices or change anything that you see fit. So there are benefits. I usually tell people, though, if you just want to, you know, maybe you want to do this as a side hustle, make a little extra money, see if you like making courses and you don't have an audience and you just want to try it out. I would say go go the Udemy route starting out or, you know, any other platform. Skillshare is a great one. Um, and later on, we'll talk about the differences. But, you know, Skillshare has its own set of people that go there that's a lot different from the people who go to Udemy. So, yeah, I mean, you basically took the words right out of my mouth. I think the only thing I would add is if you're concerned about the price and you have your own audience, go a teachable self-host with Teachable and think if Think of it and try it out with your audience to see if your audience is willing to pay the higher price. Because, heck, if we could all sell our courses for a higher price, that'd be great. And if students paid that and we made as much revenue or more that way, then that would that would be a great option for a lot of people. Um, I still like the ability to just reach more people at a lower price that Udemy offers, but. That, I think, is the biggest reason why I would suggest not going on Udemy is if that's a big concern for you. Because, to be honest, for people who don't know about Udemy, if your course is on Udemy, it's going to get sold for between 10 and 20 bucks, no matter what, no matter what you set your price to. And so if that bothers you, although, asterisk, you can opt out of their promotions, so you can host your course on Udemy and not be a part of those promotions. So that's an option too. But if you're going to go that route, you might as well just put it on on your own site as well um, and sell it through your own site so you have more control. You get the student's email address and you have like control of the pricing and the communications and all of that. But if right. you don't have an audience of your own, I think self-hosting is a really hard way to start out um, yeah. now and in the past. Uh, so I would say if you have an audience, care about pricing, try self-hosting. Uh, if you don't care about pricing, don't have an audience, definitely do Udemy. And if you do have an audience and don't care about pricing, maybe try Udemy and just see. Send your audience to U- Udemy and 
I don't know. We can go down so many paths now and talk about promotion, but I don't want to do that. I want to end this episode right here. Yeah. I think we covered a lot. Um, one thing I want to do this season, which I definitely didn't do last season, was try to get people into the Facebook group as much as possible. So if you're listening to this and you're not a part of the Online Course Masters Facebook group, go over to facebook.com, type in Online Course Masters, find the group. There's a page and a group, but the group is where we're building a community of other online course creators. And it's great because I started it and in the beginning I was very, very active and posting all the time, which I'm gonna try to do, but now it's a great place for new instructors mostly who are asking questions and getting help from other more experienced instructors. Um, So definitely check out the Facebook group and also head over to onlinecoursemasters.com where uh, I have my premium uh, masterclass if you're interested in taking that to the next level and you can find out information about all that there. Jeremy, any final words before we sign off? No, I think this is going to be a great season. I think we got a lot of great information coming up. Um, I can't wait to definitely get into some of these topics and uh, look forward to just uh, talking to the audience, talking in the Facebook group and uh, talking with you and, and definitely have a great season. Awesome. Well, everyone, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Please subscribe. Leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you're listening to this. And we'll see you in the next episode of the podcast. Have a great day.